Hello and welcome to Navigating Nursing. I am your host, Laura Whitehead, a registered adult nurse, a critical care nurse, qualified lecturer and fellow of the Higher Education Academy. I would like to welcome Antonia Philp, who's a paediatric transplant nurse specialist and a co-founder of Nursum. Thank you so much for joining us today, Antonia. Thank you for having me, Laura. Did you always know that you wanted to be a nurse? Yes, definitely. I think my first experience of nursing was probably when I was about three or four years old where I used to dress up as a nurse and kind of best bit on the uniforms really disappointing when you qualified I was really hoping for the hat the gap like the the cape no capes (laughs) no capes we should have them though for being superheroes but so initially it was just kind of dressing up and also just kind of having this fascination with I guess looking after people a little bit so I think one of one, I can remember in first school actually seeing a little boy fall over and going up to him and, and taking him um, to see the teacher and helping bandage his leg up. And I can remember just being like, really, like just really wanting to do that. And it sounds ridiculous, but I, I guess in a way, I feel very lucky and fortunate that from such an early age, that was very much what I really wanted to do. And it, I never, ever went back on that. It was just always, almost like it was inbuilt. It makes it a lot easier. Like my brother and my sisters, like, you know, did their university degrees and then were like, what do I do now? Like, I've done that subject I love, but where, where do I work? And like, we were always very clear, you know, you finish uni, it was like, oh yeah, I've got a job. Yeah. And it was like, how? And it was like, oh yeah, that's just, you know, that's just what happens. Yeah, I think that, I think that's the thing is that if, you, if you're going to do it, if you're going to go to uni, and I think you've definitely almost fully agreed that that's going to be your profession and I think that yeah a lot of nurses are really lucky in that sense. I think as well it's not the jobs aren't a surprise are they like especially with your kind of last 12-week placement you you know exactly what that role is you know that when you qualify you might not understand how hard it is or kind of the level of responsibility but you understand the job as an entirety there are no oh I didn't know how long the days were or I wasn't sure what I was you know what my role entailed absolutely yeah, yeah. Exactly. we know what we sign up for <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> so you qualified back in 2008 after going to Manchester University and your first job was on a medical ward did you always know this was a speciality that you wanted to move into and work in yeah so um it was a so it was at the Royal Manchester Children's where I first started out as a as a staff nurse and I, the t- it was a tertiary medical ward that I worked on. So anything from cardiology, respiratory, um, endocrine and metabolic. So quite a few different specialities, but actually super interesting. But I was always drawn to um, the cardiac kids. So they would have a little heart on the board and be written in red. And there was a few other people who didn't really ever want those because they always seemed to be a little, a little bit rocky at times. But I was always drawn to them. And that was the kind of, I think, through uni when we used to do our anatomy and physiology sessions and things. It was always the kind of area that I was really, really drawn to. And I feel, again, very fortunate in that. And it became quite apparent quite early on in my career exactly what speciality I wanted to go into. So I then, so I was there for three years and then moved moved on to PICU, so Children's Intensive Care, but it was cardiothoracics. So that was based up at the Freeman Hospital in Newcastle. And how did you find that move from a medical ward to the cardiothoracic PICU? I think it was quite tough. I don't, I didn't really know what to expect. 
I think the, the the medical ward, yes, you would get sick patients, but they were never quite as sick as what you would see on kids intensive care. And I can actually remember, so I before I went and got this job job on PICU, I'd only ever done a bit of scaboo as a staff nurse, uh, sorry, as a student nurse. So it was a huge change. And I can remember becoming almost quite upset by um, just seeing kind of some of these children um, and and seeing what, what they kind of were going through. So even just down to like lots of having to have lots of central like line access and all of that kind of stuff that um, on a child just looks just looks so cruel and it's so uh yeah so it was quite a transition but again I just found it super interesting and also the Freeman is the only hospital so it's only Great Ormond Street and for the Freeman that transplant hearts and lungs into children so it was actually like a really amazing unit to to work on and very kind of world leading in, in in a lot of what it does so that was that was really exciting to be part of. See, my first job was in a cardiac HDU for adults. Um, yeah, and then then I moved to the trauma intensive care. I went to A&E in the middle, but I found the jump from working, having done HDU to intensive care, massive. And I thought, oh, I'm used to the lines, I'm used to the central lines, you know, I'm used to the chest drains. That's completely fine. And actually, I think the vast amount of everything that goes on in intensive care. And you're right, like. In HDU, you know, you've got your patients are awake, they're talking, you know, they're eating, there's that level of communication where you then go to intensive care and there's not always that. And it's just, it's such a difference in nursing and it's such, obviously the word intensive, it gives it away, doesn't it? But it is so much more intense, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. And your role now, so you're a specialist paediatric transplant nurse. How have you found the transition from the PICU? Was it quite a natural kind of transition from what you'd clinically seen? Yeah, well, I think I so I spent six years on PICU and it got to the point where I, th- I think that some some areas, some specialities are quite can be quite short lived from from a personal point of view in the sense that like I around the time that I was kind of starting to look for another job and the, the specialist role came out, I, I was pregnant with my first child. So my now three year old and I think it's it can be sometimes hard to kind of separate yourself from from that not being from your child and and seeing a child in, in a bed. I think it got to the point where I was just feeling a bit kind of emotionally drained, and I recognised that quite quite quick or quickly. I think another thing was that I had been on PIC for six years. I felt that that was like a decent innings. But also um, not decent amazing <laughs> let's not sell that short <laughs> um, I think I found that transplant was something that I was super super keen on and actually seeing the amazing transition from seeing such a sick child on PICU awaiting a heart transplant and sometimes on a mechanical assist device to get to them to that point or some form of like an so ECMO, so like a, a life support machine. From going from that to then being transplanted and being given that amazing gift from somebody who at their time of the absolute turmoil has given, given the gift of life to somebody else. And I think that's always just amazed me. So my role as a transplant specialist nurse now is very much supporting families 
um, throughout. So it's mostly a post-transplant. So we kind of get involved very much from, from the second they've been transplanted. So get to know the family a bit more, loads of meetings, uh, lots of support. And we do all the education around the, the, the child's transplanted organ. So depending on the age of the child, we'll teach them, them how to look after it and how to, how to look after their heart or lungs or what, whichever they've been uh, transplanted with. And, and very much kind of a supportive role via the phone and things like that. So it was a good transition and not quite as stressful as PICU. But I think that was important to recognise that that kind of role can be quite short-lived because it, it, it can burn, burn people out and it's, it's good to recognise that. I think as well I found with the trauma intensive care it's so intense and the turnover is so high and the amount of patients that you get again the situations are devastating to lots of the you know lots of the people that that are there you're right it is important to say actually I think also I don't think you realize how what an effect that has on you until you leave the job and you move into something else and you think oh actually it's almost like I think when I moved into lecturing it's almost like you feel a lot lighter and and I feel like going to work and being tired around work or your days off then look really different because you're no longer kind of drained in that same way. Like my husband used to say to me, he was like, there's a work Antonia and there's a holiday Antonia and they're two different people. And the Antonia's, the, 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 the kind of holiday Antonia is a bit lighter and, and but I, you, you can't help but carry stuff home with you. I think that's totally natural. And I think that that's, if, if you don't carry things with you, potentially, like, I think that's the point that you have to say, actually, maybe this job is no longer for me. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm kind of I've stopped I've stopped kind of being being involved in that way and I think that yeah it's it's very much a fine balance and I know that some of people will be able to go with it for a lot longer but for me it was definitely time for change and I think going into a specialist role it was definitely that positive change and um there's a there's a holiday the, the holiday Antonia and the work Antonia is um, hopefully the same thing. Hopefully, so now he's re- now he's really tired. <laughs> he's like, can you calm down? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just want to do things all the time. <laughs> so you're also we say this really casually as an add-on. You're also the co-founder of Nursum. So I love this brand and it's why I got in contact with with you initially to ask if you wanted to do the podcast. I actually contributed to the startup when I saw that kind of when it first started. And I actually sent all of my friends when we first went into lockdown, I sent all my nurse friends a care package of hand cream. Um, So, yeah, so that's why I've asked you to to kind of come on here today. So did you always know that you wanted to kind of set up a business end of hand cream or hand care? Or was this something that through nursing has kind of highlighted an area of interest for you? no not at all I think I think a lot of great things come from a bit of adversity so it was quite actually it was quite soon on in from qualifying really that I identified that well back-to-back shifts a busy medical ward loads of IVs and long long days my hands just got so so sore so fast and I think you would always end up rushing, like rushing, rushing around and you'd, you'd forget to apply hand cream and all the rest. And I think I'd done three back to back days, um, long days, and my hands were in bits, like they, they were ble- they cracked and bleeding. Um, and one of the children uh, who was looking after was like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong oh. with your hands? 
and I was just really embarrassed and they were they were bad that I, I I actually ended up having to take two weeks off work in order for them to recover and I had a trip to Oki Health and they gave me some some kind of petroleum based hand cream uh, which unfortunately didn't really do the trick and it was actually whilst I was off that I started it out of pure kind of frustration about the situation because I knew that it wasn't just me that suffered with this problem I knew that tons of my colleagues did as well and not just just not not just nurses it was kind of like my midwife friends my doctor friends like loads and loads of people healthcare professionals in general suffered from this problem which which now now I know is, is effectively contact uh, dermatitis so my trip to occupational health kind of probably just frustrated me a little bit and then set about kind of looking into the products that were available on the market and found actually it was quite lacking in products that were that were as natural as possible that were effective and that were super fast absorbing full of goodies that were going to kind of restore that um those oils back into into the skin so yeah, did lots of digging and wrote my my boyfriend at the time, who is now my husband and also the co-founder of uh, Nearsome. And, and it kind of started from there and very much put together a bit of a list of all the things that we would like to be within this uh, within this hand cream that we knew that were effective. So one big thing was Manuka honey that, as you'll know, is used in dressings. It's got really amazing antiseptic and healing properties. And actually, that's why I found your business in the first place. Okay. Um, I, my first job was at Guys and St. Thomas's and Manuka honey is used everywhere within that trust mm-hmm. as a barrier cream just to prevent kind of pressure injuries. Um, but also as a treatment for infected wounds yeah. and every other I've trust I've worked at don't have manuka honey I've even had to get the TVN so I'm working in trauma a lot of people come in with yeah. random like you know road rash where they've come off their motorbikes and you know the top legs of their skin are taken off and obviously trying to dress someone's whole back or the whole of the bottom of their legs when they're on a bed ventilated is you know almost impossible in some situations and I've been like oh we needed a bit of manuka honey you know it would really dry off it'd get rid of that slough it'd really yeah. work wonders and I think yeah. they think I'm some sort of manuka honey brand rep um but actually you've just seen kind of the effect that it has and I got sore hands similar you know on doing lots of shifts and I was like there must be something with manuka honey that uh, that's a hand cream that you can use and then I found your company yeah amazing yeah so I think um we it was very much so we started under another uh, brand name initially and my uh, husband uh, Johnny who's the co-founder um actually went into a kind of it was a incubator with through Newcastle Science City and that allowed him to take um, the company into that and there was lots of funds we've got lots of help with with setting up the website all of that those things but also it allowed us to fund the first initial batch of the product which was very small numbers but it allowed us to get it out there and also do some sampling kind of get people trying the product see what they thought about it things that we could change so it's kind of come on a lot since then but that was really really beneficial at the, at the very start and have you got any advice for any nurses that want to kind of set up their own business or that have their own idea that want to move forward with it yeah so I guess these things don't take they're not quick so you kind of have to have patience and also if you're trying to to work as well at the same time it's that's exhausting in itself and we're just working as, as as a nurse so being kind to yourself I think this is this is the the word of 20 2020 isn't it but yeah very much being kind to yourself 
taking realizing and appreciating that it's going to take a while and that there will be there will be hurdles there will be dead ends but if you feel that like you've got a good idea and you're really passionate about it, which I was, and I, I was very lucky in having um, my husband who very much had, who, who kind of does the day-to-day running of, of nursing and, and the business side of it. So I was very fortunate in that sense, but I would very much say that, so from a, from a healthcare professional side, I'm able to advise on what healthcare staff really need and also just from a messaging point of view I think that's really important. I think that's what your brand is very clear on isn't it and that's and the ethos that you kind of started with is something that is still very apparent and very core to what you do. Yeah so I think one of the the biggest things for me is that we wanted to make something that worked really effectively um, and and help the problem like we didn't just want to be another product out there that was kind of okay-ish and yeah. might might help or it might not we, we wanted to have some definite science behind it which is which 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 was a definite necessity another thing uh, was that we wanted to be able to give back in some way shape or form so we came up with the with the nurse and promise so for every product sold, we give a month's worth of free hand cream to a nurse, midwife or other healthcare professional. So I feel like that's that's a really positive thing. And we've so far to date, we've um, helped about 120,000 nurses, um, wow. midwives and other healthcare professionals. And we aim to discontinue to be able to do that. And that's really, really important for us. Amazing. So also as part of your kind of, I don't know how you have time for all of this, um, as a part of your nursing career, you've done kind of ECMO courses, you've done ventricular access device courses, and you've recently revalidated. How have you found doing further education and further study since you graduated? Uh, so I, th- I think that we're so lucky um, within the NHS that you're always kind of pushed to, to go on various courses and um, to, 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 to make you, I guess, in, in a way more rounded in, in, in your skill set. Um, the ECMO course, the extracorporeal membrane oxygenation, was a bit of a big one, but that was, that was a few years into my PICU career. And that was very, it's a very complex machine that you're running. And obviously it's from a safety aspect, it's something that you, ha- you, have, to, you have to know the ins and outs of. Um, so I did that, I think that was about three or four years in. And then obviously a revalidation point of view, this is something that we ha- all have to do now every three years. Um, and this is the second time that I've revalidated. So just revalidated again this year I think with that um from from experience really I think first time round I probably didn't document as much as I should all of my CPD activity that I did all my participatory hours all of that but this time round I've kind of kept a definite record of um all of the courses I've been on from anything from like an hour to our course to to a meeting to um discussing I don't know a complex family or whatever those have all been recorded uh, this time round so it made revalidating a, a heck of a lot busier so much easier otherwise yeah than it did last time. Well, so I found you forget don't you and you think 
what was that course I did and I remember seeing my friend and she was like you know that one that you did and it was a few days and you had to go somewhere yeah. and I was like oh yeah <laughs> that one and then yeah now I've got like a drawer that's like the nursing further study drawer and like whenever there's anything in there it goes in the drawer and then when it's like revalidation time it's like oh yeah there's actually yeah there's actually quite a bit in here yeah. um, but no being organized definitely makes it easier doesn't it absolutely yeah and have you got any advice for any nurses or student nurses that know they want to go into a specialist transplant role in the future or they're looking into some kind of specialist role um, within paediatrics have you got any advice for them um I think probably so we we have quite a lot of students um with us and I think probably the the first bit of advice I would give is probably not to specialize too early on maybe kind of I think going from a student to a staff nurse can sometimes be quite a transition, but almost kind of getting a bit of a sense of feeling of, of an area that you would like to work in, um, which you might have done as, as a student anyway, but then kind of being able to look into that further work in the role as a, as a, as a staff nurse, as a newly qualified staff nurse. And then if there's an area that interests you, then start to look into that further. So um, keep an eye out for specialist roles. I think they like you to have had a, a decent amount of time working within that area before you just go into, into kind of a specific specialist role but I, I definitely um, think it, it's a really good career move and it's great to be able to have had ward slash PICU ICU experience that you're then taking into that specialist role um, that for sure that really helps. And what are your aims for the future? Red? What are your kind of career goals? Oh, good question. Just say casually you know. <laughs> So see what it goes. Um, so I think probably um, we'll be definitely continuing to push on with nurse and, and try and roll out a, a few a few more products and things like that, um, which I think would be very exciting. I think at the moment I'm um, I'm a, a sister, so at band six, um, so probably at some point moving on to a band seven when I'm ready for that. And kind of we we're quite a small team, so 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 kind of going on to I guess raise the profile of the team as much as possible hopefully at some point be able to recruit more staff in, into positions and uh, kind of increase my knowledge base with regards to to transplant and attend as many conferences courses all of that those, those kind of things but I definitely think staying in this this area is, is something that I could do for for many more years. Thank you so much for joining me today it's been so interesting to hear about your nursing career and also nursing on the side so thank you so much. Thank you so much Laura thanks for having me.